Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPM, Shear number 28, that's Bayez Pnimi, Shear for Men, number 28. In the last year we talked about, at the end of the year, about taking your wife's viewpoint into account and meeting her needs and her desires from her view and from her perspective and um, to work on having your wife's needs being fulfilled. We also mentioned and it's a very important concept, so we're going to repeat it again, that as you have this, these caring attitudes, and as you work on it, and you see that your wife is not believing you yet, that the caring attitude that you have will last, and she's cautious about it, not to despair, not to get discouraged, it takes a, a, a time, sometimes a longer time, to develop that strong foundation of a, new, fresh relationship. So when your wife is cautious at first, when they see you becoming more caring, and they are skeptical somewhat, or they don't understand your actions in the beginning, be patient, don't give up because of that at all. Sooner or later, it's going to seep into her consciousness. She'll start realizing that you are loving her better, and that you are committed for the rest of your life to develop this relationship with her, and that you are working on filling her needs as they adapt, as they change, and you're constantly filling her her needs, and over time, she'll learn to accept it. To learn how to love your wife is like raising, for example, a vegetable garden. You know, mushel is, let's say, you want to make a vegetable garden, so you make the mistake, and you know sometimes you need fertilizer to do that. You put on too much fertilizer, and you expect to have, if you, you know, because it, it causes the it crops to grow very well, that you would have a great, beautiful garden, but something goes wrong. Carrots come up, they're brown at the edges, the tomatoes rot at the bottom before they ripen, and, and none of the beans survived, cucumbers also, and we're puzzled. You know, I put in a lot of fertilizer and they asked the gardener and the gardener explained that you're burning your vegetables with too much fertilizer. Your intentions were good, but your knowledge of it was limited. You know, if the beans would have said, you know, you're putting up too, too much, too much of this in the garden and the chemicals are killing us and we're going to die. If they could talk, then you would have minimized the, the amount and put it in proper measure and you would have the greatest garden in the world. So similar to that muscle, sometimes a husband um, doesn't know exactly what that love ingredient of his wife desires, and he'll put in too much of the wrong thing or whatever it is. But here the bracha is, is that your wife does talk and does express herself, and you have the ability to ask her. Ask her exactly, you know, what do you need? How much do you need of a certain thing? And when she needs that certain thing. Sometimes she may say at times that right now I don't really need your help so much. This is fine. But on this particular, uh, these particular nights or this particular matzah, I need this and this from you. And you read it and, 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 and you do that. And another thing, and I explain this on the wife's side a lot, and to explain to them that they can't be mind readers, that generally their husbands don't really know what they need 
And it would be helpful if they communicate their needs in an honest, gentle, loving way. And you ask them in an honest, gentle, loving way, what can I do for you? And that mind-reading aspect on the wife's side also needs to be worked on to realize that their husbands can't read their minds. But either way, in a gentle way, you could explain that to them, say, I love you very much, and maybe I should hop on my own, I should know what you need, but sometimes I don't. And therefore, it's very important for you to express that to me in an honest way, and I'll respond in kind. And once there's a clarity and they explain uh, what their needs are, you'll be happy to fulfill it. So it's very important to ask them about it. Otherwise, it'll be like the mushel. You'll put on too much fertilizer in the vegetable garden, or in this case, you'll do try working this way or that way, thinking that you're helping her, and she's getting more frustrated, and you don't understand because your intentions are good. But if she, you ask her, what do you need in this in this moment? What do you need me to do? And, and she explains it very clearly, and you do your best to accommodate that. And the key is really is that every wife, whether she acknowledges it or not, consciously, she may not say it, she may not seem like the personality uh, to want it, but the bottom line is, is that every woman needs to be in harmony and at peace with her husband and yearns a deep, intimate relationship. Uh, a certain f- deep friendship, a feeling of togetherness, and and that's very important. So to explain some of these things is as follows. It says, you need, your wife needs to feel that she's very, very valuable in your life. She's a treasure and valuable in your life. That she is more important than your mother or your father. She's more important than your children. We had many shurim on this to explain why not only is that not selfish, and not only is it not harming the children when you put your wife as priority over the children, but it is the best matana you could give to your children ultimately. Well, we had other shiram on that, so right now we're not going to elaborate on that. She's more important than your friends. She's more important than sports, even if you're a sports maniac, a Yankee fan, Met fan, Giant fan, Jet fan. Like crazy, she's more important than sports. She's more important than hobbies. She's more important than employees. She's more important than your job. She's me, or even more important than your learning. And again, this is, we talked about it in the, when we learned the conscious Vigadata. Because the caring for your wife and filling her needs is considered a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah that cannot be done by anyone else. So you may see, say that certain tasks for the wife could be done. You could send someone else to do it, send her an Uber, uh, have someone hire the cleaning lady. It could be done by someone else. But many, many of her needs can only be done by you. And in those matzavim, where it is established clearly that you're the only one that could fulfill those needs, you're mavatl tired to fulfill those needs because it's a mitzvah that cannot be done by anyone else. Another thing that's important is that when your wife is stressed out or she's hurting about something, she needs to know that you're willing to share those intimate moments of comfort with her. You don't have to demand explanations. You don't have to give brilliant solutions, but just to be empathetic and listen and to be there for her when she's growing, going through what she's going through. And open communication. Don't hide things from her. 
That doesn't mean, by the way, and the Miller others talked about it, that things that you did in your teenage years that you regret and is it's already over and done with, you don't have to open up about every negative thing that you did or things that you slipped up on that you know you're working on. So, you know, it takes like a common sense type of attitude on what you do. But overall, you can't be um, like closed up. She needs that open communication from you. And even if you're the type of personality that does not like to talk or you get annoyed when you have to state the obvious, but over here you cannot get annoyed to state the obvious or to express things openly to your wife. Another aspect is that she really needs to be praised. You praise her, you build her up. She needs to be a valuable part of your life. And part of that is praising her for her good points, praising her for what a wonderful person she is and her great potential. And, 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 and it's on all levels, on a spiritual level, that you did tremendously the mitzvahs. And I see how you, you're, 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 the way you, 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 let's say, for example, by Shabbos, by the candles, how you daven, any, and, 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 and any type of improvement and things that you see she's trying to be better spiritually, you praise her and you, 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 you acknowledge it on an emotional level. If she did something nice for the kids and interacted in a beautiful way, you express it, you open it, you say, I see how wonderful, what a mother you are, and, and they really love you, and you're doing great, and you give her that encouragement. And then it, it applies also in the physical aspects, to say how beautiful she is, I appreciate, and I love you, and but also appreciate the way when she looks attractive. She looks very nice. I like your shaitl. I like the way you look. I love you. And again, we're not going to get into the now, but in the intimate life also, when you express these things during physical intimacy, you express appreciation and love and admiration for even her physical beauty and her attractiveness. And she needs to also feel free to help you or to express her opinions about things regarding you without her being afraid of retaliation or anger. In other words, sometimes she may not say it so sensitively because she's not developed yet to do that. But if, she, she, if you see that she's, especially when she's not really trying to anger you, upset you, but there's something that's bothering her about your particular behavior, it, you need to allow her to be able to express it without her being afraid that you'll get extremely defensive and you'll fire back or you'll uh, take the come on her and you know try to hurt her because she said something that was hurtful to you when it was really also constructive, something that you needed to hear. And she cannot be afraid of expressing herself. It's very, very important you say. It is not easy sometimes when a wife expresses to her husband some frustration, some disappointment, or some lack, that the husband made a mistake in this and that, and it's not, not, not easy not to feel defensive about it. But what's very important is, is that to allow it, and that she should not have any fear about it, especially if she's trying to be sensitive about it, you can acknowledge back and say, yes, I hear you, there's things that I know, don't, know I need to improve on, and I'll try to do this and this better in the future, without anger, with a calmness, with an acceptance, so she should not be afraid to tell you something. Because if you, there's an atmosphere where she's afraid because of some blow-ups that you had before, that you blew up at her, and so she'll keep it in. 
So you'll think that, okay, the problem's solved. She's not stopped talking back to you on certain things. And she's quieter, seems more, more obedient on the outside. But the truth is, is that builds resentment and, and anger and sometimes extreme loneliness when she can't share these legitimate concerns with you. So this is an important insight, and I know it's not always that easy. But she could help you by giving you advice, by giving you chizik, and by acknowledging it, even if you feel she's not 100% right, but you need to listen, and you, have, you need to allow her to talk without her feeling afraid to talk to you. She should never be in the matz of that, I'm afraid to talk to my husband, to you. She should always be secure that I could talk to my husband. He may get upset about something at me, but I know he loves me, and he's not going to respond back and in anger or retaliation or anything like that. Another aspect is she needs to know that you'll defend her and protect her. You'll be loyal to her in front of family members or other people that, that are let's say, needle her or, or you know, um, um, give her some issues in her life, and you stand up to that. and You defend her, her, your own family members. Maybe there's a particular family member that has some clashing with your wife. You always be on your wife's side here, and you defend her. You defend her, and you honor her, and, 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 and whatever it is. We're not going to get into it now, but also, for example, if you're, you went to your parents and siblings for Shabbos or for a Yontiv, and your mother or your sister or whatever it is maybe said something very insensitive to your wife and she got hurt by it, you need to at least in the private setting console her, defend her, and say, you know, I know this was not right and I know it was hard for you and I love you and I, 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 I don't, don't pay attention, it, it doesn't mean anything, and so on, you diffuse the situation but you do you always defend her and protect her. And she always needs also to know that her opinions are extremely valuable to you. You're willing to discuss it with her. And you act only after evaluating her advice. So if you were about to do something and she says, wait a minute, but maybe this and this and this, you don't just dismiss it and say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but you know, I, I need to do this, finished, and, and you just shut it down. No. You sit with her, explain to me, wh- wh- what are you concerned about? And have a discussion. Take her opinion into account, for real, and acknowledge it, and then explain your position. I hear what you're saying, but but this is why I think we should still do this, and to, to, to uh, deal with what you're worried about, this and this is what I'm planning to do to make sure that what you're worrying about, you know, that we take that into consideration, doesn't happen. Her opinion has to value to you for real. That's what we talked about many times, where you're, you, you, ha- you need to be in her world too. You could have two worlds coexist with one another, your own world and your wife's world, even if you may not share the exact values. They need to be side by side in your heart and appreciate them both and be there with both. And she also needs to sh- you to share her life with you in every area, at home, family, outside interest, and that is why we talked about how many G'dayli Yisrael, Rav Sezalman Meltzer, especially did this, it's a well-known story, but I'm sure it's not just him, it was a prototype of a story, where he used to come home and then have tea or with his wife, or whatever it is, and for 20 minutes after he came home, explained at length where he was, where he went, what he did, and why. 
And this is also sometimes out of the nature of regular men. How was your day? Baruch Hashem, fine. And they don't say anymore. Good. That's it. And the, it's, it's not easy for them because a lot of them, okay, the day is done. Why do I need to re, rehash everything? But it's not a matter of rehashing. What it is, is you are sharing your life with her. It's very, very important that you share your life with her. And by doing that, you may you need to share with her even things that seem trivial to you. Even things that, okay, what's the big deal? Or it was mundane. But it's important to your wife to know this happened, that and that. As long as, of course, you could do it in a way that there's no Lashon Hara, no Rechilas, no nothing. Just many interesting or different things that happen during the course of the day or a thought that you had in your mind as this came along. Another good idea that's helpful in discussing these type of things is Ashkacha Pratis. For example, you know, we know that it's a healthy thing to try your best to recognize Ashkacha Pratis in every aspect of your life and to think about it and to talk about it. And when you share with your wife, you know, Ashkacha Pratis. Hashem did this special chesed for me today and this and this happened. That creates a bond, not just between you and your wife, and your wife will love you more for it by sharing this with you, by sharing this with her, but, but it'll also um, develop the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu of how He runs your life. Another thing that's very important is that she needs to know that you have to be the kind of man or a husband that her son or daughter, really, her son, can emulate, or that her daughter would want to marry. That is really the idea. You are a mashpia by setting an example. And it's the biggest compliment to you when your wife says, I want my son to marry someone as good as my husband is. I want, I want my, my, my daughter, rather, to marry a, a, a man that as good as my husband is. I want my son to follow my husband's footsteps and the midas that he has in his marriage and in life overall. This is an idea that is so powerful and it's something that that's people don't think about much, but they need to think about and put in the back of their heads. What type of man do you want to grow and be for yourself, of course, and to be a, a true son of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but also as the, 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 the husband that Hashem wants you to be for her, and also for your children to follow your footsteps. This is, you want to train them and want to show your children, this is the, what marriage is supposed to be like. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And your wife should take pride. You should be in the matzah where your wife is taking pride and saying, this is a type of a husband that I want my son to be. This is the type of husband that I want my daughter to marry. Yeah, not exact personalities. We're not talking about that. But I mean in the overall good Midas. Another thing is that she needs in the sexual physical realm to be cared for there, to be tenderly held and hugged very often, to be near you. And even when it's not mamish physical intimacy time, like we said, if there's an issue with Zerla Batola that you're worried about when you're too close in the physical, then you ask a Shiloh or you figure out ways. But as you learn to develop this and as you get used to it, it's Shaykh to do that you could hold her and have some non-sexual physical contact with her, caring, uh, um, touching, caressing in ways that will not necessarily lead to physical intimacy. 
and it doesn't and, and in a way that you're not affected sexually that you'll have issues, but in a way that shows your caring towards her. So whenever possible, to be able to show that physical touch, that physical connection of holding her, hugging her, giving her a kiss, stroking her, and together doing that um, um, in a non, even when it's not intimate, physical intimate time, to show that bond, that emotional bond together, and expressing it physically is very, very important. And over after a while, you get used to it. Where it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't lead necessarily to um, to physical intimacy when it's not the time for it or whatever it is. And don't hold back from it if you have the yichayilus to do that. It's something that wives truly, truly need when her needs are met, like we discussed over here all all along here. Your wife will gain a certain security. You'll see she'll glow over over time with a sense of well being. And some of that glow will rub off on you because you will be responsible. You are the shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You are the shliach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to make her the most happiest that she could possibly be and secure and confident as, as she could possibly be. You have no idea what a positive hashpa, what a positive influence you can have towards your wife, for your wife, for her to grow and to shine as a mother, as a wife, as a human being, because of your actions towards her in the positive way, because of watering that garden and taking care of it the right way in the right measure. So again, let her express her needs to you and try your best to fulfill them. And we discussed here a lot of your wife's needs and doing your best to try to fulfill those as well. Bracha and